What's Battlestar Galactica Queer Eye? That sounds like a great show. So it's <laughs> Jonathan and Tan France, and they go and they surprise Edward James Olmos as the captain from Battlestar Galactica. And, you know, in you the decades since that day. show, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been wearing the uniform ever since. It's rotting off his body. So they're going to find him some new clothes. He has to be hosting a party, too. Yeah, and they're going to teach him like teach how to make a, like a single sort of appetizer, appetizer yeah. <laughs> and a fun cocktail. <laughs> Jonathan is going to show him how to use water pick. Uh, and then at the end, what's, <laughs> his, what's his reveal? The yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to invite the crew, Cylons included. We'll call it <laughs> Battlestar Climactica. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, plugging my new business where I personally deliver a walkway of flaming hot coals to your corporate <laughs> events, Sean Rowney. And I'm Edwin James, <laughs> captain of the blue team. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. It was never my intention to ruin a life. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes... <laughs> You just got to get your freak on. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Hmm. <laughs> to what do I owe this great honor, David Wallace? Michael, I am calling. Abramic. <sighs> Jan? <laughs> Is Jan there? Jan's out of town right now. Oh, you sigh like Jan. <laughs> that's the first, that's the introduction to David Wallace. Mm-hmm. Is that phone call? You're kidding. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hit him with the double drop. Yeah. Wait, that's from Beach Games. Yeah. There's That's a moment. The there's a moment uh, in season two when Michael goes to New York, right? And he and says they, that he they slept do with an Jan. introduction with David Wallace and meet and greet, and it's like bring your numbers. Oh, Michael shows that video no. where he's like try walking a mile in Oscar's shoes right. or Phyllis's Great pants. Scott. Yeah, jeez, I'm sorry. What a terrible start out of the blocks. That's for me. all right. Hey, but you That's hit him right. with the double drop. We're I loved. I loved the double <laughs> drop. We're human. We're flawed. You know. Well, the, the thing about the double drops is you got like, <laughs> like so many jokes are like long, and you want yeah. like mm-hmm. there's a part oh, one yeah. and a part two to so many jokes. In the I office. love it when you just let it run. I love the double drop. Yeah. It's great. Anyways, this is a show where we talk about I our wish favorite show. I had prepared something to say. <laughs> May God guide you in your quest. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show. NBC's The Office. This week, we'll be discussing the episode Beach Games, which is the 22nd episode of the third season, and it was written by Jennifer Salata and Greg Daniels and was directed by Harold Ramis. Oh, wow. It aired May 10th, 2007. Yeah, just as a, uh, it's a summertime episode. It's summer here. Yeah, uh, and it's a beautiful gray day. <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah, it is. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Nice chilly August <laughs> morning. Classic Oregon mild. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
Beach Games is kind of a signature episode of season three. It's one that I always think of when I think of season three first. Yep. Um, a lot of really classic moments, a lot of sort of series defining moments. And we say this a lot, but I definitely think that Beach Games sort of wraps up or encapsulates a lot of the dynamics that you see in The Office for the first few seasons. Hmm. Uh, and then it changes a little bit after the uh, the job, which wraps up season three, moving into season four. Feels like a lot's like coming to a head in this episode. We've kind of got everybody's storylines mm-hmm. are are sort of the main. There's like, there's no, I was trying to think what's the A storyline here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it's it, that Michael. I think and- it's Kevin lying on the beach eating hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you Andy could say being technically the, in the B storyline of, of Toby by himself at right. the office. Oh yeah, D E storyline. I would say the A storyline in this episode is Michael trying to find to, the to new find manager. a replacement for yes. for the new manager. Right, he gets the call from David Wallace. Of mm-hmm. course, he thinks right away that he'll be getting the job. So he's being asked to interview mm-hmm. for a job he's in corporate. Scheduled this beach day. Um, which, you know, he surprises everyone with. He doesn't tell them where they're going. You know, it's not clear, and may, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not clear if he schedules the beach day specifically to find this new manager or if beach day was already happening. Right. And mm. he's decided to fold this in at he's the last a, second. He's decided to make it not fun. Yeah. The way the characters talk about beach day, it does seem like it's been in the works. That's mm-hmm. true. For yeah. a while, it's like, it's beach day. You know, yeah. like they know about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't, wasn't sprung on them. But, right, right. Uh, Meredith. Yeah. Is wearing her bathing suit under her shirt. Oh, oh. <laughs> left it in her purse. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the other main storyline's got to be Pam dealing with her own yeah uh, place. Pam in being the group. literally and figuratively sidelined yeah. from right. the office. And I think, yeah. you know, as we get into the competition of it all, I think there are a lot of reasons why we're drawn to this one. Obviously, this threat of a new manager, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that everyone is together. It's it's not a it's kind of a bottle episode. They're out in the middle of nowhere. They're all in the same place. Toby is removed, so right. the HR court, like you know, the the idea <laughs> that there be any sort of guideline or restriction on Michael is yeah. is gone. And then they're all like, they're all in a more casual space, like they're they're all wearing their you know beach clothes and they're like mm-hmm. gonna play games. They think, mm-hmm. and uh, so it becomes something else. So it's just it's a whole different environment. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, of course, I think this is a, obviously this is a big episode for Pam, just as much as it is for for Michael, Jim, Karen. Um, it. it probably is she's the climax of the episode is her confessing to everybody her mm-hmm. true feelings mm-hmm. um but uh but also I, just overall i think aesthetically like one of the more colorful episodes yeah. in the whole show just like the setting uh they're wearing colorful shirts there's fire there's all these their sumo suits <laughs> it's, it's like this this kind of playground that you never see oh yeah the office in well michael, except for the hay place and michael's planned this day where i mean he's trying to find the new replacement for him uh, at dunder mifflin and and nothing that he's uh, none of these competitions that he's um organized have anything to do with with managing uh, an office no right no. <laughs> hot yeah, dog he's eating just, he's leading a circus yeah. right yeah uh, I mean, it's it's, it's what Michael believes you need right. to run the like. Right. It's his vision well, this, of leadership. It, it it brought me back to the question that I think we we ask ourselves a lot: is is Michael a good manager? Right? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're like, eh, maybe he is. Like, I mean, I would say somehow no. he manages. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Yes, um, but I would say that this episode is is uh, good evidence that he is not a good manager. He doesn't have any idea what his job actually entails it seems like well yeah 
there are times when he sort of backs into like these successful moments or these successes, uh-huh. right? And there are there are a few instances in this episode where he really just throws these hail marys that like go nowhere. One I'm thinking of is when uh, he asked Pam. To, so Pam, as they're beginning for be, getting ready for beach day, Michael asks Pam to take notes on everything that everyone does, the indescribable qualities that make them themselves, and who would make a good manager, right? <laughs> And it's an impossible task and a boring task. And right. Pam says, you know, it's 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 fitting that because I have the most boring job in the office, I'll have the most boring day on beach day. But anyway, Michael goes to Pam and to ask her about notes and to see what she wrote yeah, down what after he, a certain Everything event. he said, what people's reactions were. And Pam says, uh, you know, at one point you gave Jim a smiley face, Dwight a gold star, and Stanley a thumbs up. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, how does that translate? And he's like, Check check in the back to see if there's a conversion chart. <laughs> and she's like, I really don't think. And he's like, just check. Like, <laughs> like he's he's really throwing the yeah, ball downfield. Yeah. And then the other moment is when they get on the um, they get on the bus, and Michael starts to reveal that he's he's constructed these games for them. Mm-hmm. And Stanley kind of sighs. He's like, oh, like I can't believe this. And he goes, If you don't like it, Stanley, you can go to the back of the bus. Or the front of the bus, or drive the bus. <laughs> He's just throwing things out there. Excuse me. See if he can redeem himself. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Some ins- yeah, insane tasks are happening. He gives Pam ten minutes to prepare eight hundred hot dogs, which mm. she somehow pulls off. Because right there they are. There's a lot going on. He's hired a uh, he. I made the joke at the beginning, but he's hired a company to come out and set up this <laughs> firewalk. Firewalk uh-huh. out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know, the sumo suits. The sumo suits, which he bought a, instead of rent. He's so happy he bought instead of renting. Mm-hmm. David Lynch started that firewalk company. <laughs> it's called Firewalk with Me. <laughs> oh, good, good uh, Twin Peaks joke. Thanks. 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 And then they, of course, do the egg on the spoon. I think like. The egg on the spoon. spoon, It's an egg on a spoon. (laughs) Is what what Stanley says, yes. Uh, They do the egg on the spoon race, and I think that's a perfect encapsulation. So Michael goes into this with four candidates basically already identified. He's got Jim, Stanley, Ryan. Well, not Ryan. Not Ryan? Dwight and Andy. Dwight and Andy. That's right. Dwight. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Ryan and Dwight during the egg thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the teams are we have Dwight as leader of Team Voldemort. Jim is leader of Team Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Stanley is leader of the blue team. And Andy as the leader of Team, team USA. USA. Yeah. Uh, Pam, patriotic. please write down that Andy's patriotic. <laughs> so, um, and those guys are already identified. And I think in the first sort of competition, we get to see them all be themselves. So we see Andy uh, super enthusiastic, but like it goes wrong for him and he's still yeah. trying to. Very frustrated. The, Kelly is like, I know I'm by the big rock. I just, yeah, I yeah. know it, Andy. <laughs> and she takes off her blindfold and like yeah. the way the camera pans over to the big rock and yeah. it's so <laughs> far away. Some is, camera comedy. Yeah. Once again, mm-hmm. Dwight is too aggressive and he's too loud and, he's, right. and his, his employee shuts down. Right, and right. Like, I'm not mush, doing this mush. anymore. And, <laughs> Come on, you bastard. And, yeah. and Ryan, Ryan's there like, uh, no, this is bad leadership. Like he, Ryan is, can tell he's like, I should, I think I'm the, actually the best leader here. Mm-hmm. And he, of course he ends up getting the job. That's when he decides that he's going to go after it. The irony secretly. of course is like when he's they're thinking about hiring a new manager in season seven, he's like, I want someone who like will really lead this office and really take charge. <laughs> yeah. I need to be led. Lead me when I'm in the mood to be led. <laughs> but don't like tell me what to do. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Later on, that's a different version of yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Jim, of course, is not taking it seriously, as Michael correctly identifies later. He gets He's Karen messing with Karen. To step in the water. Right. And then uh, and then that's Stanley's all. Stanley's having a stroke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stanley's having a stroke. <laughs> right. Stanley's 
I think I don't remember who's carrying the egg, but they drop it immediately. And Stanley's like, "Of course." No, no, he goes. He says, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, it's, this is. Uh, he doesn't know yet. Phyllis, that, Phyllis mm. drops the egg. Stanley gets a unique shine in this episode he in sure a way does. that doesn't come out like mm. his sort of aggressive side and his sort of. Um, I think everyone else here is stupid, and like I'm the only smart person in the office. You know, I would rather work for um, upturned mop with a bucket for a head than <laughs> yeah, anyone yeah. else in this office. Right, right. That doesn't come out really again until the Dead Eye Stutter episode. You know, yeah, he, right. He, it's more like with Stanley, it's a little more apathy. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. right. care, and in this one, he's like, no, so fired up because he can get this. You it's. Know. I think it's one of two times, maybe in the whole show, that we see Stanley truly engaged. Yeah, this, and then in the weight loss when he's. You know, lifting the paper under his desk, mm. and he's taking the stairs, and he's like, you know, we were, the, we've gotten Sorry. To we see... were fighting the power and eating whatever we wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's like there's maybe three times with Pretzel Day that yeah. you actually see Stanley really caring. We've gotten to see so many people be the acting manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton, and uh, I, I would, I really wish we could have seen Stanley completely get a, get, agree get one episode in. Yeah. What 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 his uh, conference room meetings would be. <laughs> yeah, he puts what his management projector slide is. up of yeah. crossword a, a crossword puzzle, puzzle. like <laughs> yeah. a single crossword puzzle. Right, and he's right. like, "All right, yeah, I'm seven, stuck on 35. <laughs> seven word, seven letter word for bag. Yeah, satchel. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is just as Phyllis. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder. If, excited though. I wonder. Release if, the power of the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, 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 when he's on the when he, yeah. when he really gets excited, that he's, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. Florida Stanley, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder Whenever if, his daughter's involved and he's fired up about <laughs> yeah. Ryan, yeah. I got to imagine that 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 crossword puzzle book. He must have just actually been doing them while they were filming. Hmm. And I wonder what. That's probably a nice piece of memorabilia. I wonder if he kept yeah. them. Yeah, like the finished, props department had to keep of, getting yeah. them new ones. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I I gotta say too, uh, just kind of talking about the more minor characters of this episode. Um. Andy, this is one of the best. This is one of my favorite versions of Andy, mm. right? He's kind of got he's kind of got the anger anger management problem, right? He almost flips out at Kelly, mm-hmm. but he's still holding back. And then he's also very like kind of earnest and genuine. He he's like flirting with Angela. Or wait, no, no, not yet. Sorry, he's not flirting with Angela. Mm-mm. But um, quite the opposite. He's floating away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Floating, flirting. floating away flirting versus floating. flirting with, yeah. yeah. But no, I agree. So Andy, in general, is like in this post-anger management, he's been written back into the show, right? I think, as we mentioned, he was going to be like right. on, a, on a short sort of stint when he was a correspondent on The Daily Show, short mm-hmm. stint on The Office, but he was written back in, I believe, because of how much like of how much of a fan favorite he was. Mm. And basically, he, he kind of shines here. Yeah, to your point, like he's trying, like he shows these genu- this genuine intention to like do better and to not let these yeah. things bother him and to not get angry, you know. Yeah. He throws the rock at that duck. Yeah. Mallard, right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in general, he's like, because I recently learned that like, you know, trying is more important than winning, you know. <laughs> and uh, like he. He eats the most hot dogs. Exactly. Yeah. 14. He, no, 13. Uh, 13. One came up. He does <laughs> have this, this spirit of cooperation to whatever Michael wants to do in a way that in the early versions of Andy, it's, it's very much like he's kind of brown nosing. He's trying to like, you know get close to Michael, push Dwight away, right? Mm-hmm. Become the number two. I'm going to be the number two in this office within a few weeks. How? He's like personality mirroring, mm-hmm. name repetition, never breaking off a handshake. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be one step ahead, like a carpenter who's building stairs. But <laughs> anyway, uh, in, in beach games, Andy's a little softer. Like he's uh, going along more for like the good of the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like uh, 
just in general, he seems like a nicer version of himself. Yeah. 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 I think he's, I think he's funnier. Um, he, I mean, he has no power over anyone <laughs> in this episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even even in uh, no friends, no power. Even in Stanford, he's kind of got some power over Jim, and that he's been there longer than Jim. Mm-hmm. It's better at Call of Duty. Yeah, or when he's or when he's really divisive, trying to get Dwight fired and things like that. But he comes back from anger management, kind of innocent, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I enjoy watching this version of Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Just, I mean, some other favorite moments that I just love in this episode. Cause we, I was just rewatching it. Uh, <laughs> um, there's some like fantastic silent comedy when Michael is uh, about to cross the, the walkway of Coles. Oh yeah. Oh, I think that that's man. such a fantastic scene watching it again. Like no one speaks like it's just reaction shots mm-hmm. from everyone looking really <laughs> like everyone's expression is kind of like feeling bad for Michael. And it's in two parts because he freezes up and right. then they do the countdown and he yeah, freezes yeah, up again. Yeah. And then, and they just let it, they Dwight just let it rest. Out. It's yeah. great. He's like, I've already done the challenge. <laughs> yeah. When I burn my foot on the George Foreman grill. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and then like, there's a couple the mind, has to wrap around the foot. There's a, there's a couple moments in this that, that the I mean, there's a lot in the office where they sort of take a break from reality. Mm-hmm. This episode really, really lays it on. Because, I mean, like I mentioned, you get Andy. Like, Andy Andy is dead at the end of this episode. Like, some, a boat floats by know. in the middle of the night, yeah. which means they all left without Andy. Right. He's still in the sumo suit. Michael's right. not getting that deposit back. Wow. A boat comes by. Hello. He bought rather than My name than is rented. Andrew Bernard. <laughs> I'm from a group named Dunder Mifflin. And the light just turns off. Yeah. It just goes away. It's just like a... <laughs> like, so Andy should be dead. Uh, yeah. It, uh, and Dwight should be hospitalized and probably wear, probably need skin grafts for Yeah, he's most just of his fine body. later. <laughs> yeah, like he, he was laying in cold. Yeah, his like elbows and knees yeah. should but be you know, severely burned. We don't see the... Like the, them going home, right? Right. The last the, scene is them also on the bus. It's oh, the day, it's you're saying they're the, still on the island. <laughs> they're still out there. That's right. Their bus crashed. And, <laughs> yes. And then they flash sideways into Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. A real lost yeah. situation. Yeah. This whole thing is happening in Andy's head yeah, as he lays exactly. in the lake. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to see it snowing in Dunder Mifflin, and then we're going to see Creed put down a snow globe on the manager's desk. And that's, that's right. Anyway. He's a polar bear. Uh, but yeah, the last scene of the of the episode is them in the bus singing uh, the Flintstones theme. Song. Right, mm-hmm. right. But like, it seems to be daytime when they're doing that. It right. seems like night. on the way there. This was, but it definitely connotes that they're going home. You know, I've to seen have people that call that there. out as a plot hole, but I think that we're just exactly we're just we're just traveling back in time for the uh, yeah. for the yeah, end of the fun. episode. Well, and like, it's not, it's not like they're gonna like sing fun songs on the way home after they're like tired. And burnt and full, full of, of hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> they'd all be sleeping. No, and it was night. And it was you know, it is nighttime. Yeah. Actually, wait, no, it is nighttime. So maybe they hadn't left. Right. Anyway, uh, that. Uh, How we, does Andy get back? That's a yeah, that's unanswered yeah, question. Big, big one. Yeah. Um, a couple good Creed moments here too. I think we see that maybe <laughs> aside from Dwight, Creed is the most self reliant person. Oh, he catches mm. that fish. Yeah, yeah, like if if I think Creed could survive, he, Creed might do do well in the apocalypse for a long time yeah mm-hmm. um uh, we see him <laughs> no one told me we're having hot dogs he's already <laughs> eating the fish. yeah he's holding the skeleton of a fish mm-hmm. yeah uh 
Angela is very evil. We see a real oh, yeah. evil side of Angela uh, letting <laughs> yeah. letting Andy float away. Sandwiches? Putting someone's life in danger. No. I was saying that before. Now I am saying sabotage. sabotage. The I moment know. when uh, Dwight wins I the sumo wrestling match. Everything Andy says until he goes insane. <laughs> 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 Uh, when Dwight wins the sumo match and there's just that little shot of, of Angela like standing up to applaud and then immediately sitting down and trying to like contain her excitement. It's mm-hmm. just a really nice little moment of like them, you know, yeah. secretly still, you know, having. Yeah, back. I mean, she's sabotaging her own team so yeah. that so that he can thrive. I think in general, what we see from a lot of these major characters is flashes of who they are in the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. So we see Pam literally sidelined really kind of chafing at how boring everything is and being having to, you mm-hmm. know, Michael making these impossible requests over all the time. We see Jim not taking things seriously, even though there might be an opportunity for him, right? And in part because he knows that he's going to interview for the job in corporate. But it's, again, that same sort of thing where he, you think that maybe Jim has a moment to, I don't know, kind of show himself in another way, but mm-hmm. he's really just joking around. Yeah, Dwight is so subservient to Michael. I hope there will be management parables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, fun-tivities. Right? And we see him like, you know, He's like, I will do this for you, Michael. I will stand on this on these until you give me the job, right? He is so dead set on becoming, job. yeah, right, in, in yeah. the way that, like, from the coup as well, right, in season three. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, from Andy, also <laughs> sidelined, not there. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? Yeah, right. camera pans. And the... then, yeah, pans out into the lake. <laughs> yeah. But uh, You see that meme a lot of, like, yeah, camera crew in season nine when yeah. someone comes at Pam and then like <laughs> camera yeah. crew in season three and it's just Andy yeah, floating just, they just help him out. Yeah. yeah, you're filming a All boat day. leaving game in the middle of the night. Yeah. They must have helped him out at the end. Let's assume that. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously this culminates with Pam's speech, right? Pam. Right. Oh, you forgot Mary the shows her boobs. That's that's true. Yes. Also, <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm, first I'm talking of characters who are different <laughs> in the, different moving forward. Right. Oh, know? okay. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, Meredith. Ups the ante with Casual Friday later right, on. She gets right. a PhD. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Pam's speech is kind of the culmination. Right, she does the coal walk, mm-hmm. right? And then she like, she's like, I have something no to say, one. you know? Yeah. And she's like, you know, I, you know, Michael, you know, I did the coal walk. Even you couldn't. Maybe, maybe I should have your job. Boom roasted. Right, right. <laughs> so she doesn't actually say boom roasted. Of course, no. <laughs> but has that feel, right? And right. then she does tell Jim that she called off her wedding because of him. And Karen is right there, and it's super awkward. She doesn't know how mm-hmm. to come down from that. And, you know, she's like, no one came to my art show. She kind of gets to have this cathartic release, this experience mm-hmm. in front of everyone in the office, which doesn't happen all the time. Right? We just had our Pam episode, and I, I took her side a lot and, uh, you know, was a little more sympathetic to her in that episode. But Where are you going um, with this? I have to say that I don't <laughs> like this speech. <laughs> Really? I have a problem with this speech. Okay. Um, it is... Uh, well, then I got a problem with you. I Well, let me... I, I think that it is corny and it takes me out of the show. I think that... Wow. I think that it's, it's too long a monologue without any interruption. It's kind of this like perfect self-reflection that does not happen in real life for anyone ever. She just kind of hits every single thing all at once. They just knock them out, um, which kind of feels like a cop-out to me. Hmm. Just stand there and say everything you're thinking. Is You know what I mean? Like I, I understand your point from like a storytelling perspective. We some of these things play out instead of just, oh, we're just going to pack it all into one 
monologue where everyone just sits there quietly. And but isn't listens. the point that it has been playing out for like three seasons? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it if they want it to be explosive, it doesn't feel that explosive. Feels a little low energy for right. The stakes are kind of low. Everyone just goes. The coals hmm, have burned out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Michael, that's what like Michael thing, says. I mean, and then Michael says, but I'm looking for someone with more of a sales, sales background. background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible, Pam. Yeah, yeah right. There you go. Um, what I mean, that's that, that that's that's how I that's how I feel. Like even even I mean, she's like saying all these things and then she says, oh, I feel really good right now. It's just like, you know, it, it's it's it feels like a. A telling rather than showing moment hmm. to me. What do you think? You want to come? You want to come do uh, its defense? I'll, I'll, well, I'll, yeah, I'll, of course. Yeah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How these things go? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Uh, just my quick two cents. Like the, it, it's one of the most cathartic moments on the show. I think out for me, at least watching it outside of you know when Michael leaves. Um, there's there's just a few moments where they take all this energy that's been bundling up all this tension and then kind of release it in this big punch. And I think you need to do that every now and then. Like, I think Pam earns that over three seasons that, I mean, she even mentions it. She's like, none of you came to my art show. A lot of you pretend I don't exist. Jim, we're not friends anymore. And like, you know, you, you remember like at the end of this is, you know, right near the end of the season. And it, it kind of sets up, it, the next like two seasons almost like this speech yeah uh it it i don't know it, to, to me it felt really earned by pam and i think this story actually really needed it and pam really emerges as the main character i think in that moment mm. i mean I, I so i i agree with alex i disagree with your reading <laughs> on. I, have to, I can't just say i agree i have to be clear there's a lot <laughs> yeah. uh i think that what goes on with pam simmers through the third season a lot in the first two seasons, Pam is often played in relation to Jim as someone who maybe has a little more to offer in mm-hmm. terms of her art background and in terms of her observations and like how funny she is, right? And that gets kind of taken away in season three, where because Jim is engaging so much with Karen, like Pam doesn't get these things. And yeah. when Pam does try to go to Jim for these moments, Jim is like, you know, I really shouldn't be doing this anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to her art, like we literally see her put out this art and no one cares about it except for Michael, Twinkie and Pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's this sort of <laughs> simmers throughout the season in that, like, when she and Karen are becoming friends or whatever, you know, like, and then, like, it's weird for Jim. And, you know, Jim has to deal with the fact, like, you know, Phyllis tells Karen that he had a big thing for Pam. Like, this, this is a kind of simmers, Phyllis. right? <laughs> Damn it, Phyllis. I'm sorry. sorry. Damn it, Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. Basically, like this stuff is kind of burbling through the whole season, right? This is kind of under, it's an undercurrent. And then in the Beach Day episode, right, Michael is so um, oppressive is the wrong word, but yeah. he literally takes her out of everything that's fun mm-hmm. in the day. He makes yeah. her sit on the sideline, he makes her take notes, like he makes her do all these things. And he's like, gets angry at her, and he's like, ah, oh, Pam. He's like, ah, oh, I can't stay mad at you. You're too cute, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, like, there are these moments. You know, everybody's supposed to like, everybody's being challenged, right? Challenged to step up. Someone mm-hmm. step up, Mr. Mm-hmm. Outside Howard. Higher. I need Mr. Outside Howard. That's who comes yeah. in. <laughs> Mr. Inside Howard. Ryan Howard. Yeah. But you know, so in that moment, Pam does kind of. 
or her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. So Michael's most sexist episode, yeah. probably. Um, but anyway, so I think I think it makes sense. I, I understand where you're coming from, where it's a lot of talking time from Pam, right? And a lot of the characters don't react. Mm-hmm. We see no a little jokes. bit of reaction in this in the next episode, the job, right? Where we see the characters She's back in the office, kind of apologizes to uh, Karen, but not really. It's like a half apology. Pam is kind of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, well, you hear Stanley say like, "I've never heard you talk that much." Right. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. I think they all have their reactions to it, but they don't really know what to do in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. if yeah. if if everyone is shocked into silence, I I don't know if it's that Jenna Fisher's coming out a little too low energy to convince me that she's shocked people into silence. Do you know well, what I mean? I, she's really, I mean, the speech kind of slows down and gets a little quiet after a while. And I'm just kind of like, no one's going to. Everyone's just gonna let her roll with that. I don't. There's I, a lot to pe- for people to Ka- process. I could so. see Karen jump, be like, "Whoa, hey, like you know," or some. I, I, there's something about it that doesn't feel natural to me. See, I think that is natural though. Yeah, I agree. because if I you're agree doing that. that in front of a group, like people are not gonna. Mm. People are gonna be like, "I want to see where she goes," or just like, "I need to take this in." The thing about the office is, we see the things that Pam's talking about play out so many different times. Everyone talks about it in their talking heads in the conference room when it's just them by themselves. Right. And they just start pontificating on their place and whatever is going we're, on. We're very used to hearing characters deliver monologues like this. Yeah, that's, right, that's right. exactly my point. Conditioned, right. yeah. But in front of a group, like the public speaking, people are not comfortable with that. Like, right. That's no. really uncomfortable. And yeah. so it, I don't think anyone's used to it. I don't think Pam is used to it. And I certainly don't think like anyone else is going to like say anything during it except Michael. And he kind of does, at least when she's, when she's done. I think yeah. Pam starts to speak. And then as she's delivered one thing, she kind of is like, well, now that I'm in it, I'm going to deliver this. And now that I'm in it, I'm going to talk about this. And then that builds up to Jim, mm-hmm. you know, this mm. sort of moment where she like has, and I, I get, you can't call it an outburst. Cause I agree that her character is, she's subdued. She doesn't, yell or anything but like and she owns up like this is this is unusual for her like this is Mm -hmm. this is different like there's i think it's supposed to be kind of jarring it is totally different and that's the point is she's like fueled up on adrenaline from doing the coal walk and she's like you know what i've had enough today sucked for me there's something that's so low stakes about it that she does the coal walk without anyone watching that she walks over and launches into a speech where no one interrupts and says all the things that we want her to say Right. I'm just I'm just saying that it doesn't like I, I would have liked to see. But that's after like two seasons of not seeing, not hearing what she wants to say. Yeah, you know, like, I just I mean, we talk about that. I don't like certain certain times in the office when it seems like out of character moments. Right. Or or that I, I, I like the bleak reality that we live in 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 most of the office where people aren't don't really get what they want and and um settle for it but this just feels um like uh she's just saying everything you, you want her to say and i and i don't it it so feels like, like we just need issue. to get to the next we just need to get to the next stage with Pam and Jim we just need to get Karen out of here Get to the next stage with Pam and Jim. So how about one big old monologue where, well, you know what I'm saying, if, if that makes sense. But 
it yeah it just it feels like but i mean that's storytelling it's it's rising action to a climax and then falling action it's not a series of mountains you know what i'm saying like in the in the chart of that dynamic it it's, it, it has to go up and mm-hmm. then come down like it's not mm-hmm. I guess what would your alternative be if not for this one ten like this series of tension that builds to this moment? And I like could've... I don't this I mean like you can you know if it takes you out of the show it takes you out of the show right if you don't like it, you don't like it we're not gonna convince you to like it right but like what would your alternative be I suppose I w- I I might have I might have actually liked to see this dissolve like this her fight speech speech turn, fight. yeah yeah <laughs> devolve into some sort of like chaotic argument. That right. that has some that has some repercussions in the in the yeah. in the following episodes, and maybe that's why Karen leaves. Instead, they make it that Jim leaves Karen mm-hmm. in New York, right? Mm-hmm. She just kind of like, oh, that was annoying when Pam did that, but that doesn't have any actual impact, really. There is a moment where Karen is like, except that maybe she convinced Jim. Well, there's a moment where Karen is like, if I, she's like, if you get the job, I'll move here with you. If right, I get right. the job, you're gonna move here with me. And right, he's like, right. ah, I don't know. And, he's, yeah. and she's like, like come on, t- there's one too many people in Scranton. Like right. she knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if it, if it hadn't felt earned at all, I would agree with you that it comes out of nowhere. But it, to me, it feels so earned. And like Edwin was saying, like within the structure of like storytelling, like you, you got to deliver the goods at some point. There needs you need to turn the page, and at some point, yes, you need to get from point A to point B. And I thought I thought it was a super effective way of doing it, yeah. and like mm-hmm. it added another dimension to Pam's character. It's the equivalent of Jim telling Pam that he loves her in season two. It's right yeah, at the end totally. of the season, and then you got to do something with like, it. You know, yeah, like Jim has a Jim walks into the parking lot and is like, "Here's everything I feel about you, Pam." It, and like, why is that any different? Because she's still with Roy. Like, there's there's. The stakes are higher, and right? Jim, but Jim's with Karen at this in this point. I honestly think that if Pam went to Jim one on one instead of doing the speech in front of everyone, that would have felt a little scarier to me. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he has to respond, mm-hmm. right? She mm-hmm. just kind of like addresses the crowd. He can just sit there and think about it and mm-hmm. say something later, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if she went up to him and was like, "Right now, tell me," <laughs> like. Is it never going to happen between us? Because I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would have felt more dangerous than what she did somehow. I agree, but Pam's, not a, but, Pam, but Pam's not a dangerous character. <laughs> like, well, mm. but, but if you're going to watch. Andy's not much of a risk. Say, so she's, <laughs> let's say, she's, she's the hero, right? In this scenario, right? Sure. So if you watch your hero struggle, and then the climax is her having a moment of clarity alone where she walks across the coals and then come and then delivers a heartfelt speech to her villain, let's say, which is Karen or anyone else oppressing her. So that's the difference is that it's everyone. It's not just, it's not just, she doesn't have to look Jim in the eye. She has to look everyone in the eye and Michael Mm -hmm. as well. Like Mm -hmm. speaking up to Michael, I think is almost as important. Like she she has an agenda. She has a, there's a few items. She's like, I need to check all these off right now. And I think to your point, this idea that it kind of spills out of her. Right. She's like, she says that and she's like, and you're with someone else and that's fine. I don't know. Like, you know, she like doesn't know how to stick the landing. Well, I mean, and then she walks away and it's, I think that the reaction, the general, reaction from the crowd is yeesh you know it's just (laughs) it's not really you know i don't know it uh, anyways that's 
I think that we're we're meant to see this as a big win for Pam, and she's she's stood up to the you know people's perception of her in the office or something like that. But it 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 falls flat for me. No. Okay. <laughs> we get a, this is why we, we do a, this we show. We can agree to disagree. I still think that's a great moment for Pam. Yeah, like yeah. It's one I love of, it. It's a signature moment. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. I, I think that I think that there's I think there's other people out there who might agree with me. So please, if you do, <laughs> please, yeah, Shani's, please, needs to back up. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. It's a good discussion, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you feel that way because I've never, you know, I've never really talked about that moment. It's a, it's much. nearly a cringe you, moment for me. Let me ask really? you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you always felt this way about that moment? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Number two, who hurt you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. I we had these other sort of like little questions to kind of help set up more yeah. discussion. I don't oh, know. I haven't if, even looked at it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can really go there. <laughs> like, listen to this. Yeah. How does, when how does, will the baby be born? <laughs> <laughs> listen to this question. How does the format of games change the episode? How does this compare to other episodes with games? Office Olympics, murder, paper, airplanes. Oh, doesn't wow. make a lot of sense to talk about that now. Yeah, we've already, right. We've already hit the climax yeah. of our yeah. episode here. Hmm. I, that's yeah. Yeah. We don't. I get. We don't even need to go into the games. Um, I love the joke when <laughs> Michael uh, uh, talks about Bob Hope, and Kelly says, "Who's Bob Hope?" And he's like, "Oh God, he's a comedian." She's like, "Oh, like Amanda Bynes." He's like, "Who's that?" <laughs> She's like, "From She's All That." Oh, I love her. What a, what a, yes. what a girl, girl wants. Yeah. What a girl wants. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think they're both Amanda um, Bynes movies. That's right? such a sweet. That's such a great moment between oh, Michael her. and yes. Kelly. Yeah. You That's need to a, have a good timing of a bind. So yeah. a good hope. foreshadowing for Michael and Kelly's moments of yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm going to pretend to fire yeah. you, and mm-hmm. they, yeah, I you have no idea how much trouble I have people come getting people to come over to my place. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any idea how much homemade guacamole I've had to eat over the years? I have no idea why I'm making such large quantities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an episode, though. Yeah, I mean, great. I. I, I from top to bottom, it's it's fun to. I'm trying to think. Is there an episode before this where they are out of the office for the whole episode? Booze cruise. Oh, yeah. booze cruise. But of even then, they're not really out of it for the whole episode. It's mm-hmm. only part of it. Right. Um, I love that they when they're on the bus and they're singing songs. Like that's, that's a really a fun. Like we talk about this notion of bottle episodes, but they're really like these bottle moments when they're all on the bus, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes back a few times. Like in Gettysburg in season eight when they're on the bus and they're trying to watch and Daryl's got movies that they're playing for everyone. Right. And Wait, Limitless? Yeah, Limitless. And then on the way back is oh, yeah. Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> right. And oh, then... Uh, and the work bus. There's some, a lot of bus And then stuff. work bus, exactly. Mm-hmm. When, you know, Dwight gets the work bus to, you know, while uh, they're getting it tested for radiation. Yeah, right, right. So right. there are these moments where they all have to travel together like that. And whenever you can put people in a little space like that, funny things happen. Mm-hmm. And I love when, like, they all sing together. It's and, like, everyone's just kind moment. of singing. Like, they're, like, staring off into the distance. Yeah. Kenny Rogers song. And there's, Everyone seems to know the words. Out of on the table. Yeah, it's good. You get Michael takes the high harmony. Really consistent. Or on the Flintstones. Well, my. They're, like, 
you know, is a modern family. And Michael's like, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. Two, two things from that that I thought was like, one, that's another kind of like uh, frozen in time moment. Like everyone would be on their phones. They wouldn't be singing right. today hmm. um, if they're just sitting on the bus. And two, I was looking at the seating arrangements. I don't know how much thought was put into that because I'm like, no, I do not think Angela would sit next to Kevin. Hmm. I think she would want a. She would sit next to Dwight probably, or no, maybe they wouldn't. They'd want to hide it. Um, If Michael organizes some sort of group photo or group hug, stand next to me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and then like it's like Andy and Kelly. There's just some weird, weird seating arrangements. It's like everyone would have their own seat. That's always how it goes, you know, when you're sitting there. But hey, they got to get everyone in one shot. You know, I think that there's something about those bus scenes that feel like you're watching the cast of the show rather than the characters. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like. All yeah. of them singing together. There's even a moment too. I think where where Michael says does the Wilma at the end of the Flintstones, mm-hmm. and people turn around they're and they're like, kind of nice. like nice. Yeah. I I know I don't know this for a fact, but that feels like genuine. I, mm. I think that that's people actually breaking and being like, oh, nice. That happens if you watch yeah. some of the commentary, some of the yeah. deleted scenes, like that stuff, bloopers, that stuff makes it in. I. Yeah, yeah. Ed Helms seems genuinely surprised by Michael's Wilma, which (laughs) maybe he wasn't. The way Ryan wasn't a plan for him to do. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite moment that I know for sure is a blooper that made it in is in the. uh, It's in season seven, the first episode, the corporate punishment one. Yeah. Or uh, or corp. I committed corporate punishment. (laughs) Uh, But when Michael spanks Luke, and then he's like joking about spanking Andy. And then Dwight gets up and like right. also starts spanking yeah. Andy. Like that's yeah. a blooper, and everyone just starts to laugh because like yeah. it's such yeah. a weird, like, <laughs> super weird. It's, it's such a Dwight energy moment yeah. where yeah. like you can see the Dwight energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so in character, he's just, yeah, a rough house. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. It's sort of like the. Yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had the whole cast there and they were just rolling and they were like, "What songs do you guys all know?" Like, yeah. And they just did like four or five exactly. songs. Like someone just started. Yeah, singing. and they just started having fun. Yeah. Um. And the energy on like a bus like that is like, do you remember taking field trips? Oh yeah. You know, in oh, school. Oh yeah. It's just. The... And it's just a different energy. Everyone's acting a little different. Right. It's just right. Like, ooh, we're getting away with something. No one knows happening. yet that beach day is going to be. <laughs> yeah. And so you know, it's a, a, lo- an underrated game. factor yeah. of that you're not wearing a seatbelt. You can jump up and move around. Yeah. Exactly. Right. People Love around. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. Uh. Great episode. Just yeah, that's what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. We didn't even get to the games, but you know, hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, which 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 of the beach games would you do best at? Mm. Firewatch. We see. I feel no. good about the sumo. <laughs> yeah, I got a good uh, good center, center of, of gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> center of gravity. Center of balance. Egg walk. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like process of elimination. It's like yeah. not the fire walk, not, not the, the hot, hot dogs. dogs. No, I, I think I could do all right at the. hot I want to eat one hot dog. If I was hungry enough, I think I could. I think put I up could some do numbers. the egg on the spoon walk. Mm. Sounds like yeah. we got a pretty balanced team. Mm-hmm. Sumo eggs. I'll take the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, we're gonna have to do this on our next retreat. Team. Shoot. MSPC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you. One thing, my just uh, just some sort of nitpicks. The way Jim chants Voldemort bugs the hell. Oh out yeah, of me. just <laughs> bugs. Oh, really? Because he said he starts like he goes like Voldemort. Uh, Voldemort. 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 Ah. Like he changes the cadence and it I just it just <laughs> he's sticks in my head and I hate it. Hitting the wrong syllable. Me watching that, I thought it was so funny that like we, we kinda gloss over this, but it's like it's one thing for Dwight to be like a super nerd who loves Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Battle Star Galactica. It's another thing for him to like Harry Potter so much that he's actually afraid of Voldemort. Yeah. He like, right. like, that's so funny. Like you, you don't know what you're doing, named. Jim. Okay. And you it would were... have been more character for him to say the Dark Lord, but go yeah. ahead. 
you were talking about what our team name would be for beach games, right? Mm. I can run you through a list of office trivia names that I came up with this Oh, one my time. God. Oh, please. yeah. Let's hear it. So, right. Please. This is a note I have on my phone. Wait we'll a be... minute. I have a drop just for this. <laughs> uh... We were playing. We were we did office, office trivia at a bar one night. Right. We got we got second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is... Uh, Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm ready when you are. You, yeah, you want me to yeah, go? Yeah, wait. Yes. Where did it go? That means conference room, five minutes. No, no, five seconds. <laughs> okay, so a list of office trivia team names that I came up with uh, this one time. Yes. Uh, diversity tomorrow. Uh, Kevin and the Zits. Diversity tomorrow. <laughs> because today is almost over. Right, right. Kevin and the Zits yeah. slash Edwin and the Zits. Yeah, that's, that's Love that. Good, yeah. uh, Fundle Bundle. Mm-hmm. Baylor, I hardly know her. That's good. Uh, Slumdunder Mifflin Air. Yep. The Lone Ranger and Tonto and Bonto. That's a good one. Scholastic Speakers of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Disaster Kits Limited. Uh-huh, one of the five families. That's good. Banana Slings. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jim's Hole Spider in the Mitt Incident. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a, a good one. We don't want to repeat <laughs> what happened last year with Jim's Hole Spider, spider in the, the Mitt Incident. incident. Could have died. Uh, Annie Annie Shelto. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's Get Ethical. Mm-hmm. Yoruba, Yoruba. <laughs> Yoruba, 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 yeah. Yoruba, Yoruba, yeah. Uh, you old bastard. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let anyone in here, you old bastard. You gay right. bastard. Uh, Senior Lodenstein. That's uh, good. Why do they call him? The Little Kid Lovers. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Stumpany, which is a co- which is a stupid company. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Satakoy Steel. Uh, oh, nice, where Charles Minor comes is from. from. Flonkerton. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Which is the good one. Coconut Penis. <laughs> the <laughs> which is the flavor the drink, of that energy drink. Lotto, that, oh, when that the warehouse wins the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, what? I, I don't I like the coconut. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they add coconut? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the Einsteins. That's the last oh, one. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shall we move on? Yes. Trivia? No. We're going to do another conference. Oh, oh sorry. No, that was an our five extend, second. An yes. extended conference. So here we go. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I found a lot more conference room so, drafts, by the way. <laughs> speaking on a spin on a familiar theme, um, I we're going to watch a, a video for this uh, or a trailer for the show coming out called The Morning Show. Have you guys seen this? Uh-uh. So it's a show that does star Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. It's coming out on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh-huh. Um, but I want you to watch it really quickly for... We don't have to watch maybe the whole trailer, but there's a pretty funny Office callback that I want to show you guys. So ideally, if we could watch it together. All right. Eight seconds to you. Cue her. Good morning. I'm bringing you some sad and upsetting news. And while I don't know the details of the allegations... She's throwing me under the bus. Mitch Kessler, my co-host and partner of 15 years, was fired today. We are facing the biggest crisis in our history. My life just ended for no good reason. We're in the middle of an epic rebirth. (laughs) Her sell-by date expired years ago. I want you to start grooming some new people. I don't fit the mold. What mold is that? Any mold, really. Your show sucks. Thank you. It's barely news. I want wardrobe tests, screen tests, makeup tests. We need a contract. Where's legal? Ready? I'm ready. 
most people want to trust that the person that is telling them about the world is an honest person. Wow. So this goes on for a little two while. Two callbacks, long. yeah. But two wow. big callbacks to the office what? in this trailer. Breaking the plasma Number TV. Number one is breaking, breaking the plasma TV. Steve Carell breaking a plasma TV. Which yeah. has been pulled out from the wall a little yeah, bit. Which yeah, which is a it position out from the, the wall fireplace. From space. Space. Yeah. It really looks exactly <laughs> like. ruined my life. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, babe. Good luck paying me back on your zero dollars a year salary, babe. Um, so breaking the TV, of course, and then yeah. the second one is Goodbye Stranger from Super by Super. Unbelievable! Tramp, right? that, that callback is... to the season four finale, Goodbye Toby, where he sings that's that song. hysterical. Yeah, that... feel no pain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Uh, that it, it's it's like the the news around this this trailer came out for this new show that's supposed to like kind of headline the release of Apple TV Plus, uh -huh. right? And it's like most people are talking about The Office, <laughs> right? Right. By Stranger yeah. again. Yeah, that is too good. They, <laughs> I mean, what do you think Steve Carell was like? You're gonna smash a yeah. plasma TV, and he's guys, just like, guys, this... I, I'm never gonna get away. Have from you guys Scott. seen The Office? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's not. I oh, mean, that's amazing. I, 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 don't, I don't know. He's like, this TV stand looks familiar. It's either pine or Nordic cherry. <laughs> <laughs> it's pine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. that yeah. Great. Oh, you're you're welcome. Thank <laughs> you so much, sir. Yes, let's trivia. do some trivia. Let's do some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> okay, so I've got a few trivia questions for you this week. This is kind of a unique spin on trivia. So there's this... Uh, Always bringing the spin to the that's trivia. Right. I that's right. Like that's what we do. So... Um, how about with a little more zing and a little more pep? Yeah. <laughs> huh. uh, okay, so basically, this is a list of characters or cast of cast members from The Office revealing their favorite episodes. So I'm going to read you their quote about the episode, and I'm going to challenge you guys to figure out the episode and the cast Ooh, members that it. Wow, love it. Okay, okay. Um, wow, this is fun. This is tasty. Okay, so the quote is this: uh. Uh, "It turns into a Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I enjoyed acting in it. It was a very difficult episode to get through because we were laughing constantly." Uh, that's definitely dinner party. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Was that Jan? I think it's. I want to say it's. I want to say it's Jenna Fisher. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to tell you, or do you want to keep? Or guessing? is it? I don't think. Well, it's Steve I'm, I'm just going to start guessing everyone who's in, or at Jan. the dinner party. Mm -hmm. But take one more. Each of you guys take okay. one more guess, and I'll tell you who it is. Okay, John Krasinski. Not correct. Um, <laughs> or incorrect. Excuse me. <laughs> Angela. It's Steve Carell. Ah, it is. Okay. Uh, Personal uh, favorite of Steve Carell. Yeah. Uh, okay. This next quote is, um, well, this one's going to be kind of easy, but it's such a classic in my mind. Dwight getting in a car accident, concussion, throwing up on his car, and him actually developing a friendship with Pam because his personality changed with the concussion. Completely realistic, grounded. I love that one. Uh, it's the injury. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And it must be, I'm guessing Rain Wilson. I'll guess Jenna Fisher because it's funny. Guess Rain. Both of them are listed. So Rain Wilson gave that quote. That's correct. Yes. Jenna Fisher uh, had the same thing. She says, I was going to say the injury as well. I really love the episodes where Pam and Dwight become friends. We both um, get a point. <laughs> gold star. I get a gold star and you got a point. We'll see if there's a conversion chart later. Thumbs up. Okay. Well, again, this is gonna this is gonna give some of this away, but like, I have so many favorite moments and memories. But I've had to settle on one. I would say this episode uh, was one of my mo one of the most important moments for me as an actor. It took this relationship on the show to another level. Hmm. We ratcheted up a story with a high wire act. I felt like I was now responsible for something that was really important to the fans, and I got excited by that. Ooh. Um. 
I'm going to say John Krasinski, Casino Night. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nailed it. Jeez. I had to make some live edits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was well done. That was was very well done. Yeah. Um, He calls them the jam fans. (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter and jelly. Pam Beasley and Jim. Oh, (laughs) my God. That's funny. Um, Okay. So let's see. There's a million favorites. I watched the scene of Steve smooching Oscar in Gay Witch Hunt, and the prospect of joining the show was so excited for me. Okay, wait a minute. Andy uh, Bernard? So it's somebody after the <laughs> Witch <AKA> Hunt. Ed Helms. <laughs> no, because that's his first episode. Oh. Right? Wait, read the quote again. Oh, there, you're right. There's a million favorites. No, he's not He's not in... Well, yeah. He's in. There's a million favorites. Okay. There's a million favorites. I watched the scene of Steve smooching Oscar and Gay Witch Hunt, and the prospect of joining the show was so exciting to me. So that's beginning of season three. So that's actually... Ed Helms is in that episode, so I don't think... So you guys should each just guess a cast member. Okay, I'll say... um... Frick. I'll say Rashida Rashida Jones. I'll say, I guess, I'll say Ed Helms. Ed Helms is correct. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was Ed Helms. There's a million so favorites. Must, so I guess he must mean that he wasn't there to w- see that get filmed. The, the, he, must, he wasn't there for that the scene. The tag in this little article is he mixed up his timeline a little here as he had already joined the show by the time this episode right, was being exactly. made. But the sentiment uh, okay. still holds up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I won that because I did say it first, but whatever. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> I didn't want to just give it away. I wanted to give you guys time <laughs> yeah. to think and yeah. reconsider. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any more? No, that's it. I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, no, that's great. Hey, that was a great spin on trivia. I love that. Now I want to guess. Zing and Pep. Pep and Zing. Like, what's Creed's favorite? Creed Bratton's favorite episode was. Halloween. He doesn't get fired. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good call. (laughs) Oh, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please, write to us. Uh, We'd love to hear your comments, your questions. We'd love to hear your opinions on... On some of the things we discussed today, like what, Pam's speech, for example, what was your stance yeah. on Pam's speech? What mm-hmm. beach game would you rock? Mm-hmm. What beach game would you rock? Hit us up. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We're on Instagram at Michael Scott Podcast Company, and we have a phone number that you can call 503-694-9314. Call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show, or you can send us an email. MSPodcastCompany yeah. at gmail.com if you want to do the old-fashioned way. There's almost Talk to any us in way. person. If you know us, put a message yeah. in a bottle. We'll find it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Our home addresses are... <laughs> <laughs> um, Not thank, funny, Sean. Thank you so much for listening and join us next week when we talk about The Office again. Reunion? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little teaser? Little tease. Give me poppy, give me the sock. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.